Welcome back to another episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast. I'm joined by Thomas. Tom, he's also here after getting... Well, he's still in his PTO when you're up. Yep. Um, he's, his <laughs> internet is awful. We're calling your PTO when you're up for the eighth time. His internet's poo today, but we're going to power through at the moment. Um, we're good now. We're good. Yeah, not really much has happened this week, but we are going to do our top 10 centers, closing off our top 10 lists um, for this year. But we might as well just get into the very little news that we have this week. Um, starting with the New York Islanders and Lamorello loving his old guys, and Daniel Chara one year uh, with the uh, back on the island, and the other signing that happened, uh, Kaylor Yamamoto, he resigned at Edmonton one year, one point seven, one point one seven five million, and Nolan Patrick, one point two times two in Vegas. Um, we can make this really, really quick, guys. We'll start with Chara, good or bad for New York? I guess it's good. I don't know. He finishes his career where he started, so like that's pretty cool for him. Yeah, and I completely forgot he was an Islander. If I'm being honest, <laughs> drafted. It was he was traded to Ottawa after that, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it for them. I mean, I don't really like that they have two very old guys and Andy Green and uh, Chara on their back end. But hey, I mean, worse things could happen when you have like a future Hall of Famer on your back end. So I don't, I don't mind it. Andy Green. Somehow managed to not be the old guy on the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. For the first time, he's no longer the old guy, no. which is quite impressive. But yeah, it's poor Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulock. They're both gonna have to play like thirty-seven minutes a night each. It, it it's it's fun. I think Chara being in the Islanders. Yeah, no, I think yeah, that's it's fun. Just the yeah. only worry I have for the Islanders back end is who's gonna lead the charge offensively, like take a hold of that offense. That's the only question I think they have on the back end. Noah Dobson. Let's hope he takes a step. But Yeah. But, well, we know the thing is with the Isles that they don't really. Yeah, exactly. Offense, right. right? Yeah. So yeah, they just don't like, want offense. They, they just, just got defense. a ton of defensive guys. Yeah, exactly. Chara's um, so, long stick is just going to do it. Damage. <laughs> yeah, literally. The long stick. And he knows. What, what did Pierre Maguire say that one time? You're announced <laughs> with a long stick from time to time. Um <laughs> <laughs> While standing uh, creepishly close to the other <laughs> commentator, it was Darren Detition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like shoulder to shoulder. Just... Yeah, that was weird. Um, yep. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, Kaylor Yamamoto, um, good or bad? Start with you, Thomas. It's good. I like it. Yeah, very. It's like a one-year thing that just makes him go into next year probably getting more money. Obviously, because he's hoping to have a rebound season, as he did not have a great year last year. Hopefully he's on dry settles wing or McDavid's wing. And then in a full season of Yamamoto, I don't, you know, you could expect maybe 40, 50 plus points playing with those guys. Right. So definitely a bargain gamble year for him and the Oilers. Yeah. Uh, it's really just like you said, kind of a, he'll get more next year. It's very low now. Honestly, I think he probably could have signed some type of bridge deal for two or three more years and been perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. It's just, Kind of one of those rare Holland wins. There has been much, and for getting Yamamoto at basically league min, I don't really have any problem with that. I have one problem with it. Him and Pouliot are here, both RFAs next year, and they have really Ooh, no money point. coming off the books. Um, like yeah, both their goalies come. Well, Koskinen comes off, but then you got to find another goalie. Chris Russell's one million comes off, but then you really have to turn it around and give it right back to either Puliarvi or Yamamoto. For the money he's getting is fine. I don't think he's the twenty-six and twenty-seven player he was in twenty nineteen twenty. I don't think I think he's closer to what he is what he was this year than as opposed to what he was a couple years ago. It's fine. It's just they gotta really figure out what the hell they're gonna do with their cap situation next year. A lot of Oilers fans I see are saying, well, we're going to have to say goodbye to one of them next year, whether it's Pooley or Yamamoto, mm-hmm. which, I mean, yeah, Pooley had a pretty decent year. Yamamoto didn't really. Mm-hmm. It's They're going to have to really hey, just – they're going to have to figure it out. A little bit of internal competition is never really a bad thing. No. And no, but when, you're not, but, when you're, but when you're as shallow as the Oilers are up front – can't yeah. really afford to lose one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Especially considering yeah. you're basically on a ticking time bomb with McDavid and Drysaddle, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Was it four and five more years? Well, Drysaddle's got four. Three and four? 
Well, they basically got four years because Dry Saddle's done in four. He's got they got four seasons off of Dry Saddle, and then he's probably gone. Go. So they they got yeah. you know they got some work to do. Um, and then the last signing, Nolan Patrick, one point two times two. Again, it's just another like I think low risk, high reward potentially signing. Yeah, I still think there's some he, type of ceiling for Patrick. I don't know what it is. He keeps being injured. It'll just fade off, and yeah. there you go. He got his. He got his millions, and he'll be able to live the rest of his life. But I think it's like yeah. if he if he can like stay healthy and just kind of carve out himself like some type of role in Vegas. I imagine he make a third line role. Mm-hmm. I think he can be good. Yeah, you know he's this is a, he's talented, right? He he went second overall for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know he was first he was overall for most first. of the year, and then Nico Heischer came in and said, "Ha, actually no." Um, I don't. It wasn't I think even Nico. It was. Patrick's injuries, what? Ha. Maybe don't take that. That's also true. Well, it's also Nico went into the World Juniors and lit the freaking tournament on fire with Switzerland, right? Yes. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's fine. There, I don't I don't see any downside to this deal, at least for Vegas. No. They're deep already. Here's adding another guy. Yeah, we're at that. They clearly, we're at they that clearly point weren't. In the year. Yeah, they clearly weren't using Cody Glass anyway. So, no. Right. So, Thomas, you got any thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I just didn't really like the money. Like, he hasn't really played in a year, and he hasn't done much in his career, and he's getting $1.2 million just right off the bat from Vegas when they're already in a cap, like, crunch, I guess you can say, in there. So, But, like, the ceiling, like you said, Russo, like, I don't think it's extremely high for him to, like, bounce back and become that second overall pick, but it's there's definitely something there, obviously, that Vegas sees in him. Yeah, for sure. Like, he went second, I guess. Yeah. He's... He's got skill. He's got talent. You know, he went in that spot for a reason. So, um, that was really it news-wise. I mean, Zach Ronaldo isn't going to Columbus camp, which um, good on the Blue Jackets for saying, huh, "No, you're you're not you're not coming." I would W for the Blue Jackets. They they fired a coach earlier this month because he wasn't vaccinated. And now Zach Ronaldo has been told, mm, "Don't come," which good on the Blue Jackets. Um, and then just. Something a little bit fun. It was uh, five years ago today that uh, the it was that Team North America versus Sweden game, that legendary game. Thomas is with that. Thomas, you were at that game. Yep. Yeah, they're, I was they're... at that game. Oh, you're oh and Tom was wait. at the game. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, wait, really? We were yeah. both at that game? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I'm, I remember being I a whole sat, it. I sat right behind the bench, and I remember uh, watching Morgan Riley. He turned away from the ice. And right in front of me, um, just pulled out one of his front teeth. <laughs> and just the look on, I was with my parents, just a look on their face of, they huh? could just do that like it's nothing. <laughs> it's like, yes. He just ripped out a tooth and was like, like somebody spits out gum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best games. Yeah. One of the best games. Mm-hmm. Legendary. Thomas has a pretty awesome video of McKinnon scoring that overtime winner. So uh, go check out his Twitter at Thomas Vessio 15. Yeah. Pretty crazy pretty, stuff. Pretty, man. pretty, it was a pretty, uh, pretty solid video there. So where were you um, sitting for the game? I was like near, I was like in the two hundreds where it's like four seat like section. And then it's just like, like it's very uh, okay. small. And then, yeah, it was, yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. So everyone was, everyone was backing team North America there. That team was I'll so much fun, to, man. I'll try to find it. There's a few. There's one cover photo that a lot of outlets used, like TSN, and like I think it was like the Toronto Star, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm in the background of their celebration. That's sick. In the background of it, it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. Best game yeah. I've ever been to. Best game. That was a pretty. Uh, I remember even watching that game. It was like pretty sick. So, all right, so. News parts out of the way. Uh, let's get to the meat of the episode. Top 10 centers. Uh, this will be the last list. Again, it's our consensus list. Don't kill us. Don't destroy us. That's just how it goes. At, All right. So, at least Twitter. Don't destroy at us. At least Twitter. <laughs> Why wasn't Mitch Marner number one? <laughs> you know what? Not even center. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go from 10 to 1 like usual. And number 10. Um, we had a lot of debating on this one. Um, I fortunately got my way. Um, I feel like this guy is going to be a lot higher next year just because hopefully inju- injuries don't ravage his season again. Uh, but Elias Pettersson, not much to say about Pettersson. He came into the league and he made the Canucks relevant again, I think. 
He was that good in his first year. He was that good in his second year. He was even better in the bubble um, when he stepped in to the playoffs there. And this year, he only played 26 games, but he had, what, 20 points? He was almost 21 points in 26 games. He was pretty damn good when he played. And 10 goals in 26 games over 82 games, what, is that a 30-goal pace? 35-goal pace, maybe? About that, yeah. He see this is where like we had the argument and somehow you got your way despite being outnumbered two to one. My math on that doesn't check out. <laughs> and uh, me, me and Tom was both had we both kind of thought Barzell should be in here, right? Yeah, or a couple least, more guys maybe. There was a few Tom more. Was guys, Bergeron to be fair? Bergeron was another one that um, I will agree probably could have been on this list over Pedersen. And Thomas, you brought up a good point of like longevity of career like how long have you been doing this for right and the better season definitely probably went to Bergeron if you had to pick between the two last year who would you take on your team Pedersen who played like 20 games or Bergeron who played most of them and was the captain Barzell was the number one center and captain his team to game seven of the Eastern Conference final Elias Pedersen played 26 games and scored 10 goals Russo, you got your way. Look, man, I, I just will, watch I him play. He dominates. I, I don't – I think it's fair to say I've seen him a lot more just because he's within division in a regular year when, you know, against the Flames. And this guy every year, man, just finds a way to pick us apart. Like, he's fast. The guy can motor. He's got one of the best shots in the league. Like, he's got incredible hands. He's super skilled. I think, you know, once he gets signed, which, God, the Canucks, can you guys just sign this guy for the love of God? <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> um, figure it out, please, because he's like your franchise player here. Mm-hmm. And they need um, to do Hughes, too, right? Yeah, and Quentin Hughes, who <laughs> uh, his brother Jack was kind of going off. Well, that was pretty funny. I love Jack Hughes, too. Um, but when he's in the lineup, he's their best player, and I don't even think it's close. And he's one of the best centers. I think he's going to be a lot higher. I think he has potential to be a top five center in the league. I think that's how good this kid is. Ask any Canuck fan. You can ask uh, Mike and Jordan over at In the Dome. They love this guy. I think it was Mike who said, uh, if you can take any young center right now that wasn't Connor McDavid, he said he'd take Elias Pettersson. He's that good, in my opinion. Um, So we got PD at 10. I don't know, Tom, did you have any thoughts? or Me? Yeah. No, no. He's a top ten player when you know there's a there's more games to be played. Obviously, cut short with twenty games this year, fifty six game season. There's there's not much you can see from a guy who only played twenty games, right? And um, you know, he just like there was just in the back of my mind this year, like where the hell is this guy? Is he coming back? Is he going to sign a contract? Is he injured? We don't we didn't know where he was for four months this year. That's why my vote was to another person, but. When he is in the lineup and when he's playing full games, this guy is a top 10, maybe even top seven, maybe top six. Yeah, for sure. So. I would think so too. Um, so that was, that's with Pedersen. Yep. Uh, moving on to number nine. Another guy that had an injury, injury uh, riddled season and another guy that's kind of in a kerfuffle with his team. Mm-hmm. Um, and number nine, we got Jack Eichel. And I'll let you guys kind of, Handle Jack because I went off about Pedersen a little bit. There you go, Tom. Yeah, this is another one where, like, is Jack Eichel a top 10 center in the league? Yes. If you asked me uh, two years ago, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Jack Eichel might even be top five. This dude's played like 20 <laughs> games in two years. And that might not get better anytime soon. Um, but I'm not surgery. Me, God damn it. Like, yeah, get that surgery, Jack. Buffalo, like, please just let him do it. No, trade him him for the love of God. Get him out. The moment he gets that surgery, the moment he gets on a good team, this world breaker. He's back, yeah. Yeah, he's back. He had two goals last year. Two goals. (laughs) Granted, Russo, you brought up the assists. 16 assists in 21 games for 18 points. pretty good. It's pretty good, and on Buffalo, like... Man, who was his line mates? Uh, Tage Thompson, does he still play there? Oh, my know. God. It was Thompson and, like, I want to say it was Olofsson. It wasn't very good. Like, Olofsson's a good power play guy. but like, Olsen, yeah, pretty solid on that power play. But other than that, like, that's there's not much going on there. 
so it really is just one of those. Although, like we've seen more from Jack Eichel yeah. than we have Elias. Uh, he was a heart. He could have been a heart candidate in 2019-20 if Buffalo was like anywhere near the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was that good. Oh, like for sure. It's just one of those things. Like in 1920, this dude put up 78 points in 68 games on Buffalo. <laughs> Pretty on Buffalo. Hard 36 Buffalo. goals. Yeah. 36 goals. Yeah. Like he's good, man. Ridiculous, ridiculous numbers. Um, get him out, get him healthy, and he could be a lot higher on this list and actually fully deserving to be on this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. You, you know what I did a lot this summer? I watched a lot of Jack Eichel highlights, like way too many Jack Eichel highlights. And the thing that stands out to me most about him is his skating and his shot. The way he skates, it's not unconventional. He just skates so much different than, than the average NHL player. Like that stride, that very powerful stride, very long stride. The way he kind of sits up when he's skating. And his shot, it's like an elastic band, the way he just gets it off his stick. It's See, incredibly accurate. It, it's hard. It and, must have been a like U.S. development program thing because him and Matthews both have a very similar kind of like elastic shot. The way that they, move it's and like, yeah, but they're different in their own ways. Like Matthews does that yeah. where, he, where he pulls it in, and Eichel just kind of always has it on his side, and he's able to just rip it. Uh, but no, like if you watch this guy play in 18, 19, 19, 20, 16, 17, 17, 18, mm-hmm. he's goddamn incredible. Yeah, so good. He's the only reason this Buffalo team is like not in last every single year. Like they were last this year. Why he wasn't playing? Like he's the only reason that, like, in, in 1920, they weren't. 31st. I think they came last in 1718. Were they not? They were that bad because they got Darlene. Yep. Buffalo, yeah, they yeah. came last. So it, we always said about Edmonton, like, oh, how bad would they be without McDavid or Drysaddle? Like, I don't even want to. Like, Buffalo's already bad. Like, imagine them without. We like, saw it. We, we saw it this year. It yeah, we, we saw it. And, then, and, they, and, they, and they lost 16 games in a row. <laughs> and that was partly with him. Was yeah. it not? Was it? I think I, so. I don't remember. It's too far, but maybe. <laughs> Partly, yeah. It, it, that might have been right where he said, "I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done." Oh, so, like, yeah. But he's he's an awesome player, and God, I hope he can get healthy, and I, fuck, I hope he can just get traded to someone. It doesn't even have to be the Calgary. Just get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Um. So number eight, this is a guy that's returning to the list. Um. We all, did. I think we only have one new guy on the list this year, but this is another guy that's returning. Um, it's of the Carolina Hurricanes, Sebastian Ajo. And I'll let Thomas take it from here. Yeah, I'd like to call him my lookalike sometimes, you know. He's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ajo, man, a special player in Carolina. You know, we talk about these. There's a guy up next, and maybe there's a guy even before the guy up next that, you know, play in a low market. They're not very noticed. Obviously, Carolina last few years have been noticeable because obviously they beat the Capitals, they went to the Conference Finals, and then in the bubble they did a bit of damage. And then last year they they disappointingly lost in the playoffs as well again. But it doesn't matter because Sebastian Howe was the best player for the Carolina Hurricanes these past couple of years. You know, you could say Hamilton, their goaltending, yeah. some other players, but Aho was right at the top. And you know, ever since that offer sheet contract by the Montreal Canadiens, I think Aho's got even better for some reason, right? He has. Yeah, it's, it's it's literally like stat proven. He's gotten better, and this is a guy who's you can call him undersized. You can call him you know not the greatest skater out the out here on this list, but his playmaking, his shooting ability, and his scoring touch is actually very underrated, which is something that I think we should keep a lot of more eyes on. Because I believe a few years ago we got thirty eight goals, which was like top seven or yeah. top five in the league. Nin- 19, 19, 20 at thirty eight goals in sixty eight games. Yeah, so this guy is pretty incredible, and he's a reason why Carolina's looked at and will be for basically the rest of the time he's there. So uh, I know you like your fins, Tom, so you could talk about Aho next. Um, can I loop this back into the Maple Leafs? Do you know, <laughs> know who the Maple Leafs drafted one spot ahead of <laughs> Travis Dermott? Travis Dermott. <laughs> Travis Dermott, baby. <laughs> and that hurts. <laughs> I'd love me yeah. some Sebastian Aho, man. It's just it's just such a good fit and especially in Carolina too. the, just the players around him, whether that's Spechnikov or um, Tara Vinen, Trocek too, like the depth on that team and just like a team just seems to fit. And it's kind of what made 
um, this offseason disappointing for the Hurricanes is what they did to the team and the team fit. Uh, bringing in D'Angelo, letting Hamilton walk, switching up the goalies. Like, that team had an, an identity together that kind of got torn apart, and Ajo's right in the middle of that. Just up and down the lineup, he just sort of fits everywhere um, with players up and down the lineup. He's never being put up and down. This dude is ridiculously good. And for a while there, it was, can he be a center? Will he be on the wing? And Carolina did that thing where put him on the wing, move him to the center. They are doing it with uh, Marty Natius. They're going to do it with Cockney Miami. It's going to work. And I'm not saying those two will be Sebastian Ajo because, wow, that's a high bar. But it's there. Carolina knows what they're doing. They did it really well with Ajo. I really wish we had him. I'm not trying to stir him. That hurts. I think any team in that 2015 draft would have been, you know, damn, should have took that guy. Um, but Thomas, you said good second rounders. Oh yeah, like Kaprizov went in the fifth round. Yeah, it was a it was a good 2015. It's that draft that everyone just looks at. It was holy shit. Um, but no, Thomas said he's gotten better since signing the offer sheet. 206 games, 206 points. Pretty damn good, I'd say. Uh, he's special though. Good. Like he's underrated in a way just because I think he plays in Carolina. He doesn't get the name recognition he probably deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot – like, he, he does remind me quite a lot like Pedersen. They kind of play a similar game where they both have, like, this long stick. They're not, like, the biggest guys, but they skate incredibly well. And their shots, like you said, like, this guy th- scored 38 goals a couple years ago. The guy can score. And he plays in every situation. He penalty kills for Rob yep. Brindamore. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a menace on the power play. He was so good in the playoffs this year. Hmm. Like, yeah, he was on my fantasy team. And it was like once they got eliminated, I was just very, 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 very sad. But, it, like, even in the playoffs in 2018, 19, 12 points in 15. In 19, 20, 12 points in eight games. And this year, 11 and 11. Playoff performer and – he does it all for the Hurricanes. So having him in that spot, I'd say, is uh, pretty solid there. Um, at number seven, we're moving to another Finn. Uh, this year's mm-hmm. Selkie winner. Yep. Alexander Barkov. The new guy. The new, a new guy. This is the Did we not new have guy him on the list. Last year? We didn't have him last year. We didn't because uh, we had like Stan Coase when we thought he was still a center. Ooh, but yeah, uh, he doesn't point. play center anymore. Uh, but was no, that Barkov. instead? Yeah, we had Stamkos. It was I think Stamkos had 10. Yeah. So right. um, Barkov being the newcomer on the list, he we talked about Huberto last week mm-hmm. and like how like good Huberto is. And like Barkov was the guy where it's like, oh, most underrated player in the league is Alex Barkov. It's like, I don't think we can really say that anymore just because everyone's always been saying it. You can um, and can like the, you, you can, can and but like we but when you say a guy's underrated for four years, <laughs> yeah, like, no, it doesn't. You work can't just that. be like, oh yeah, he's underrated. It's like it's the <laughs> argument with Nick Backstrom, right? For years, everybody said Nick Backstrom so underrated, and like, well, if you say he's underrated every year, he can't really be that underrated, right? But it'd be anyway a better term to say underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like him playing in the market in Florida doesn't really make things easier. But he had a great year: fifty-eight points in fifty games, twenty-six goals. This is a guy that scored 35 just a couple years ago. And yep. really since that 2017-18 year, he's found a new level in his game. And he seems to be like he only gets better every year, which is crazy at 26 for mm-hmm. a guy who well, went second overall to Nathan McKinnon. Um, he's the driver of that Florida team, him and Huberto. It's, it's really unbelievable that they're able to throw those two on two separate lines and they're able to drive each line. I said about Huberto last week, but – they gave Barkov basically just all new line mates this year. They said, um, I believe from at least until Sam Bennett arrived, it was it was him, Carter Verhage, and Anthony Duclair. It was like their top mm-hmm. line for most of the year. Yep. And Barkov produced, and he was playing shutdown against uh, the other teams' best forwards. He, yep. was, he was that good. And then now he's going to have Sam Reinhardt on his wing. Wonder how that's going to go. It's probably going to go pretty good. Yep. So... Um, Really does a good job there in Florida. I, that's a guy I wish I think a lot of teams wish they had. Um, but he he's spectacular. Like some of the goals he scores, he's so good in the shootouts, even though I think the shootouts are stupid. Um, probably some of the best hands in the league, like how quiet he is almost, like cerebral in a way. 
the way he moves up the ice. It's like you don't that's think he's a, going that that's fast. A good word to use. Well, because you don't think he's going fast because he's so big, and then he's just coming at you. It's like, oh boy, yeah, okay, this is happening. It's like Rantanen. It's a lot like Miko Rantanen, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I love Barkov though. He's he's awesome, and uh, hopefully Florida can get a deal done with him because uh, he's a UFA. Next come after um, this Supposedly season. Supposedly so. they're going to. But I'd imagine is he ever going to get paid. He's going to get paid. And Florida better. Well, Florida did. They gave a lot of money to a lot of guys that it's like, oh, really? Sam Bennett? Really? Brandon Montour? Kurt Ferrangi? Yeah, they gave a lot of money to a lot of guys. So we'll see. I think Barkova, I think they'll get a deal done. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Thomas, do you got anything? Barkov. Yeah, the only Fantastic. the only thing yeah the only thing I have to say about him is if the only thing he the only way he denies like a contract if the Florida Panthers excuse my language would fuck up the season again. Yeah, seems like Florida tends to do that. Yeah, seems like they tend to do that. We'll see. It's a it's a tougher division this year. Mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting to see where they finish. I'm excited to watch Florida though. I think they're going to be interesting. Yep. I think I think especially with like adding Reinhardt and I imagine like. Barkov's only gonna have another. I feel like their season is either gonna go very well or very disastrous. Yeah. Yes. Like no middle. I don't think there's in between. No, not with the Panthers. I'll I'll throw my jinx out right now. I think they uh, win the division. Okay. I like that. I like that, Tom. I like. You're putting a lot of uh, pressure on Spencer Knight over there. (laughs) That's probably the starter. They might have. They have tough goaltending situation. Without going too far off topic, they might have one of the worst goaltending situations of anybody. Yeah, if like Spencer Knight I don't is bad that. and Bobrovsky doesn't like figure his shit out, yeah, it could be. Um, it could be bad. Yeah. So now at number six, this guy jumped. He jumped a spot from last year. Um, that is two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Braden Point of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's Everything in a center, I think you'd want to have. He's been goddamn incredible, especially in the playoffs. It's nuts. Third round pick, guys. How's that fair? Nope. Not at all. You know what's worse? I believe that pick was traded. The Tampa traded up to get him. That's what it was. They They traded traded up to get him. Yes. And then the thing that makes it worse. Guys, how much did he make for three years? <laughs> exactly. I was gonna um, nine hundred k, and then six seven five, and now he's gonna make nine and a half. They go back to back, and then they, man, this dude was the number one center on back to back championship teams, and then just signs of casually like nine point five, and nobody blinks an eye, and everybody goes, "Well, yep, that's deserved." Sounds about right. Was, you guys see a lot of them. Their division. It's not even we see a lot of them because the division. This guy always go to the, they go to the finals every year. That too. Yeah, that too. What do you mean the division? That that's six games a year. We watch this dude yeah. play like minimum like twenty playoff games. Yeah. All thirty and thirty. It's like sixty games. Yeah, he's, like, he's sick though. I don't want to say like he's underappreciated because I don't think that's the right word to use. But like, no, you, you have okay. So you have Kucherov there, who's their best player, right? Like. Come on. Then you have the best goalie in the league. And then you have maybe that defenseman that we all talk about. And then you have Stamkos, who's like just the, and then you have Point. Like you have four guys who I don't even know how you would rank them in order, but like Point is like, like I don't know where you would rank them. But Kucherov, like, Vasilevsky, had I he, he feels like, well, maybe now not so much Stamkos because it's very clear Stamkos has taken a step back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and been more of a supportive role, but like he very much feels like he's that like last guy on that team, <laughs> yeah. right? Or yeah. that core. He's yeah. Just, oh, he's just there. Just Braden points there. Casually, mm-hmm. not Victor Hedman, not Andre Vasilevsky, not Nikita Kucherov. Braden points just like the fourth or fifth guy, just casually. Um, you know what? Yeah, you win back to back cups even this year in the playoffs. Even this year in the playoffs, it was that third line that was actually the second line, but actually also the first line. The Wednesday they were the first line, but like they're the the Coleman Goudreau guard line was definitely like their second as deployment. But like the point Kucherov Palat line were just running through teams, and like 
It's actually funny because Montreal did a pretty good job against them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Point yeah. scored a goal in that series, which is crazy, but he's still like this guy that ripped what 92 points a couple years ago. And yeah, he's basically been a point per game point per game player since. And remember and he does everything for them. a couple years ago. Or he was, he, was a he was a 13 forward. He only got in because Robbie Fabry got looks small and his mm. neck guard had to be like taped tighter. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, too yeah. Big for him. Like oh. And then the only reason he played was because Robbie Fabry got hurt. Just just imagine. Yeah, imagine what was it four or five years ago? Yeah, this dude's gonna be the number one center on back to back cups. And I just want to touch on that for a couple seconds. How many teams can we say like their number one like their number one center is not the front line of their team? It's Tampa. It's Tampa. It, it, it's we off everyone else before, and we like we know that point is very good. But the casual fan will be like, "Oh, it's Kucherov, it's Stamkos, it's Vasilevsky," and then it goes to that point. Like it's crazy, man. Yeah. And that's it's, a good thing for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh yeah, fuck. Imagine one of the one of the only teams where their number one center, like you said, uh, wasn't like a top pick. <laughs> that, that, that's Matthews, too. McDavid, Crosby, Malkin. Uh, Cop- like, like, I don't know. I don't think Kopitar was first round pick. Barkov. Those two, Kopitar, um, even like Barzell, which I'm salty. First round pick. Should have Matt Barzell. Uh, yeah. And just point casually, third round pick. Whoops. <laughs> he good. He good. It's because he was small, and I don't understand that. But uh, point does everything for that team. He scores goals. He plays defense. He drives offense. He's a menace on the power play. Like, that guy just feeds off their power play. So, uh, Brandon Point at number six. It's a guy that can climb. Moving into the top five. Our top five stayed the same in terms of who's in the top five. Yep. The rankings did move around a little bit. Um, This is a guy that I believe moved down. Yeah, down one, I think. Was it down down one or was it down two? It might have been down two. It's crazy that we're talking about this guy at number five. Um, I'll tell you exactly where he was last year. Uh, he was at number three. It's crazy that we're talking about this guy at number five because he was Save the, the guy. Uh, Lil Cross, Cindy Crosby. <laughs> um, he had another over point per game year this year. <laughs> Casually, Cindy Crosby at 33. Had another year where he was over a point per game. Um, you know he's never. Yep. You know yeah. he's never been. He's never been under a point per game in a regular season in crazy, the NHL. Man. Crazy. You know that? No. Yeah, it's crazy. He's going down as a top five player of all time. I'd argue that. One more cup and he just win. solidifies it. Well, he already has three. That's true. <laughs> you know, he's already got three. You know, you know. I, I, I don't I think, know if he can get four with Troy Pittsburgh. Uh, hey, he's going to Colorado. Cup. Don't worry. Him and Penn, don't worry. <laughs> um, no, it's like he is going to go down as at worst a top ten. I think if you want, like, yeah, at worst, at worst top, top 10, five. yeah, he's at worst top five. It's crazy because he's still like the guy in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and he's been the guy and since he arrived. And like, even this year, where, last year too, because um, well, Malkin was hurt guy. most of the year. Yep. Malkin was hurt for a extended period of time and Crosby. It always seems like when, one of those guys get hurt, the other steps up in such a big way. Yep. It always it was Malkin the same way. Like all those both are legitimate, like number one superstar centers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Penguins have two of them, which is nuts. And Crosby, he had 62 and 56, 55 this year. Just one game. He was good. <laughs> he was very, 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 very good. Um Thomas, I know he's like your favorite player. You want to just- Yeah. Yeah, he is one of my favorite. He is one of my favorite players. Probably top two, maybe even one for that matter. But like, I think the only reason, like, dude, Russo said it. This guy's getting better, better and better. Like, he keeps putting up this point per game stuff. But the only reason he keeps going down or less is because all these younger guys are coming up, and like this older guy's like father time might take his like might take him. But he's it's not like father time is letting Sidney Crosby still play, and it's crazy that like. He keeps going down everyone's list, but he's still right there. Yeah, I had him at number four, to be fair. There were three guys I had ahead of him. I could have easily had him at three. It was like mm-hmm. a toss-up. I had him at four, but, like, it's just because you see, like, these younger guys, they're putting mm-hmm. up, like, just more impressive numbers. And they're doing more impressive things with the shooting, yeah, the like, skating, and not, right? Yeah, and Crosby still, like, his game hasn't changed. Nope. Since he arrived. 
He's maybe gotten better defensively, but his game hasn't changed. He's still been so prolific offensively. The things he does, it's like the way he skates, the way he makes plays, it's like, and he uses that like mini stick. The dude uses a friggin' mini stick. I don't get, I don't get how he's been doing it, but he, he's unreal. Like it, he's, like I said, he's going to go down as one of the best players of all time. And we've got to live basically through this guy's entire career. Well, we have lived through his entire career, which has been, you know, him and Ovi being side by side and him still being where he's at. It's, Pretty pretty ridiculous the numbers that he's still able to throw up Never on any given night. The dueling hat trick games. That was That's awesome. Like, Amazing. Oh my God. I I for one just hope they do at the Olympics. Just do a line of Crosby, McKinnon, and McDavid, please. Oh my god. Because you have the you have you have the two Cole Harbor boys and then you got the best player in the world. Spoiler alert, but <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah, but Sid. He's always going to be Sid the Kid, even though he's like 34 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's Crosby. Um, and number four, this is a guy that jumped a spot. Um, oh, no, sorry. He stayed, he stayed put. Um, stayed exactly where he was. Um, the German machine, Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. I hate this guy so much, but I got to respect I know you do. Game. Yeah, I know you do. I said it last year. I'll say it again. I hate this guy, but um, – Really got to respect his game. He put up monster numbers this year. Didn't even get talked about just because of what McDavid did. Exactly. 84, we had 84 points in 56 games. That's absurd. Mm. Absurd. My favorite dry saddle thing that he did was McDavid drew so much attention. And dry saddle would chill like in the corner. <laughs> McDavid would just pass him the puck. And he would have the smallest margin to get it in the net. And he did. I feel like we talked about that when we talked about the contracts. Yes, yes <laughs> I believe we did. He's good. He's like it's amazing. I didn't. He's already gotten better every year again. Just and he's like 24, 25. This guy just continues to rip up hockey. And like you, you can make the argument he can be a number. He can be number two on this list. I think there's no arguing number one. We all know he's gonna be there. Yeah, it's true. But I think there's an argument to be made that you can say that the two guys in front of him, you can make the argument dry cycles better. And you can also make the argument where you can like toss around these guys' names when they're doing good, doing bad, or winning like titles and awards and stuff like that. Yeah, he would have been above the guy that we have at three if his defense wasn't so god awful. (laughs) He's so bad defensively, but he makes up for it because he's so godly offensively. So I uh, I don't see why he uh he can be there it's just if he can figure out his defensive game which again i know you're not paying him eight and a half million to to be a very good defensively you want him to put up the 84 and 56 but there's a guy he's gonna hit 100 points again this year i'd imagine it's so kind of i want to say it's almost like mirrored of um the way pittsburgh built their team or just like with crosby malkin how we just talked about how there's two legitimate number ones one goes down, the other can step up. Um, there's always Crosby, McDavid, best player in the world when they're playing. Dreisaitl's right there. Uh, him and Malkin, very big bodies, just make it so effortless, just so good. Uh, I don't know why I just had that comparison in my head. It's just so so comparable, I think. No? Yes? Maybe? Potentially. Potentially. Edmonton has to win some cups. That's the And thing. I don't think there's three. Yeah, no, that's the thing that wanders over them. Like, they're great in the regular season. They could put up – I've seen Gretzky numbers, Lemieux numbers. But when it comes to the playoffs, you got to show up and don't get swept by the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Which, of course. That's the other thing of, like, was it eight playoff games in a row? McDavid hasn't had a penalty called against him? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, no, it's, yeah, we're not he called out the refs in, like, one of his pressers earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Nobody talked about it. It's training camps are starting and just seems nobody cares. Anyways, shall we move on? Number three? Yeah, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, at number three, I got uh, this guy that moved up two spots. I believe he was at number five. Um, it's your guys, boy. Um, Pappy, awesome, Matthews. I'll let you guys just handle this one because he's, uh, he's your guy. I guess I'll take it away. Mm-hmm. This dude won the rocket, right? Mm-hmm. Austin Matthews. Uh, 
we talked about the big body of Drysdale and how you know he doesn't necessarily play defense. Drysdale, that is. Austin Matthews won the Rocket and is underratedly one of the better defensive forwards in the league. Uh, him and Mitch Marner, I uh, very good on the takeaways. And one thing that I guess like I I can gush over Matthews' shot, whatever the way he skates, just everything he does. Uh, won the Rocket. My favorite part of this game is watching him in the neutral zone, the way that he's able to anticipate the play and intercept it and go back the other way. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that uh, never gets talked about because every time we hear about an Austin Matthews highlight, yeah. it's because he dangled somebody on Buffalo and went far down in overtime around Rasmus Ristolainen or something. <laughs> uh, he's so good. Probably taking the torch from Ovechkin as the best goal scorer of this generation. I'll say that. Yeah, no, I don't think it's I'll something that. that's like, like obviously like Ovi's, you know, maybe slowing down. Matthews is definitely not doing that. He's definitely going up in the goals. But if you're done with them, like there's the smart thing you said, like, sure, he's going to shoot the, this puck and it's going to be a certain way. And it's a way that basically no one else can even carbon copy for that matter in the NHL. Or even when I try to do it on my rank, it's literally impossible. Misses the night. I, mean, I know I'm not as good as Matthews, but when we Auto talk about Matthews. such a weird way to shoot. Yeah, but when we talk it's about so him, weird. it's the shooting. He's got the best shooter in the league. He's got a great wrist shot. He's got a great Snapchat, snapshot. Sorry. The thing about Matthews is the like people don't notice he's getting better at other things. He's getting better at defense. He's getting it better at stick handling, and he's getting way better at passing, which was something he said a few years ago. And I know he's going to be in the conversation for the goals basically till I don't know when he croaks or something at like age thirty three. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But like, just he's getting so much better all aroundedly as a player now, and I think that's something the Leafs need. And they need something else too, but I don't want to mention that because that's another story. But this guy in the regular season does it. This guy in the playoffs did it. Unfortunately, he didn't do it last playoff series, but he's a guy who's going to be up for that Rocker Richard next year for sure. And I think that's not even stupid to say anymore. Yeah, when you score yeah, 42 and, goals in 50 games. 41. <laughs> oh, yeah, was 41. 40, I thought it was 42. Are you sure? Uh, that was 42 you, and 52. You can double check that. I'm pretty sure it was 41. And um, not I've, an empty net goal. I know that's crazy. I think he had like That's nine insane. or eight a few years ago or something like that. No, I don't think he's ever had that many. I think it's only been no, a he's never had that many. Oh, hmm. yeah, you're right, 41, 41 and 52. I believe the last player to win the rocket, I saw a dumb stat. I don't know if there was somebody before. It was Pavel Bure was the last player to win the rocket and not score an empty nickel. Hmm. I think That's before- pretty wild. Jonathan Chichu was almost up there. Oh my remember, god, Jonathan! Remember Chichu. that happened. I yeah, think he when he scored one. fifty-two or whatever. Yeah, and I think there was one empty netter there. I I will have to double check that, but that's he's Bruce, an elite company. Yeah, Russo, I want to ask you something because, like, I know you get annoyed by the media in Toronto, but I know you like Matthews, and there's another all uh, there's other people that are annoying on the Leafs that you don't like, but like, I think when it comes down to a player like this, like you say, you hate talking about how he's so good because he's obviously on a different team and plays in a market you dislike, but is that something like, like you just can't like ignore, right? Not with him. Yeah. You can't like, it's like the whole thing with dry saddle. It's like, I hate him, but it's like, you can't ignore how good he is with Matthews. It's like, there's no really reason to hate him as a player. It's Mm -hmm. more like I hate the fucking market because (laughs) I, I remember like his first game, like, it was like his first shift. He didn't do anything. Like he just went on, skated around. I remember like watching the game and like, like like Jim Houston was having a fucking orgy about it. Like, <laughs> oh, look at him skate around the ice here. No, sorry, not Jim Houston. Paul Romanoff. Yes, that's right. Was yep. like, oh, look at Matthews. The way he anticipates the play as he's skating and like the pucks on the other fucking side of the ice. It's like, yo, like chill. Like, like he's skating, but like. No, and then of course fair, he had to rip. What did he do that game? No, I was about to say. Then he ripped for that game. <laughs> So yeah. that like, yeah, yeah. So no, but like with Matthews, it's hard to ignore how goddamn good he is. Like he does everything well. I mean, he does the offense unlike almost any other guy in the league. The way he scores at the pace he does, um, he's been good in the playoffs. Like regardless of what people say, yeah. this is the only playoff that I think he had a 
considering not really the playoffs, but kind of the playoffs. And he was good against Boston the year before. You know, it's – he's and, like, what, 24? Yeah. And, Russo, like, I know you won't – maybe you won't fully agree with me on this, but, like, he's marketable too. Yeah. One of the more marketable yeah. Oh, that's why he's been on the NHL cover two out of three. Yes. Twice. He's mark- like, I never said he wasn't marketable. It was when you were saying he's more important to hockey over McDavid, then that's when we crossed the line. But no, he's marketable. He's 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 a uh, you know he's out there with his fashion. You know he he hangs sits, around Justin Bieber. Like sits next he's to marketable Bieber for sure. See events like yeah yeah and like yeah for sure he's marketable. Like there's no question. I think and him being in one of the biggest hockey markets in hockey, you know maybe outside of New York or even Montreal that helps, mm-hmm. right? Or even like if this guy goes a free agent, he goes to like LA, he's gonna be a fucking rock star. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, you know, like if he goes to New York, it's gonna be you know, but he's already kind of living it up here. And um, getting back to the hockey, like, yeah, he's gotten better every year in terms of what he's been able to accomplish. Like, he's putting up more assists, which I remember him saying a couple years ago, he wanted to put up more assists than goals, <laughs> which is like, I don't really think it matters, well. but it's like, I don't think that matters, Austin, but sure. And like, yeah, and he, um, it's, he shoots it's the puck. Kind of like you want to do that, but no. Yeah, it's like it's nice that you want to do it, Austin, but just keep putting the puck in the net. Yeah, um, yeah like it was he, the Flames had a good run of like he didn't score against us for some years, and then we played nine games against the Leafs <laughs> this year. I think he scored yeah. three or four goals. The Flames were the last team he needed to score. Yeah, against. up until this year, yeah. and then we yeah. played nine games against them. Like, yeah, obviously he was going to score. <laughs> it's like, what? You're going to keep him goalless for nine games? Are you fucked? I only think he scored three, though. I think it was only three or four goals he scored. Ooh. Only. Only. Well, considering what he scored, like, 12 against the Senators alone, like, yeah. maybe, like, maybe only 12, won the but, like, by, like, 11 goals. Yeah, literally. So yeah. Two other guys in, who were in the Canadian division. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, McDavid and uh, Debrinkit was third. No, Debrinkit right. was third. No, oh, Debrinkit. Yeah, 31. Are you really? sure? Because Debrinkit had, like, 33. Oh, sorry. I'm looking I mean, at centers. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Debrinket had the third most goals this year. He, he had a pretty ridiculous year. Um, okay, so I think we're good on yep. Nathan McKe- uh, not uh, Austin Matthews. Moving on to number two. We Way to spoil guy, it, Russo. Sorry. Uh, he, this is another guy that didn't move a spot. He's staying right at number two. We got the dog, Nathan McKinnon, of uh, the Colorado Avalanche. We're a powerhouse. We know this. We know how good McKinnon is. Um, I got another guy that just seems like he takes his game to a new level every single year, especially off of when he really broke out in 17, 18. It just seems like this guy seems to find another gear to get to mm-hmm. and does it with ease. It almost looks like some nights where he's just flying by guys and like that, I, that goal against Vegas in the playoffs. Yeah, I, do. Where I was just going to say around that, everyone. Like, oh my God. Stands out so much to me where it's yeah. like a whole, like, when when he wants to go, it's like, oh yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. Like so yeah, he's uh he's it took him a few years to get to where he wanted to be. But uh, I think for Avs fans, I think they'll tell you it was probably worth the wait. It took a few years and cutting it past him. And what? And, oh yeah. And cutting it past him. Yeah. Sugar. You know what I was just going to say? Like, I don't know if someone's put this out on Twitter or anything, but, like, I, I think I'm just going to say, like, since he starts doing those Tim's commercials, he's been way better. And like, that Tim's, started 17, 18? I think it was 16, 17. <laughs> yeah, he was ass in 16, 17. I know. A lot better in 17, 18. I think it started the year, like, the year before 17, 18, I believe. So, like, maybe the sugar at Tim's helped him because that's one of the worst full of fast, like, quick things like dessert things you could eat at and this guy like just gets a sponsorship with them and then goes off in the nhl but he was a guy like even before when that ass season for the avalanche like he was just a guy i was like okay this i'm waiting for him just pop off and he obviously did obviously like people were like very high on this guy but he could be in the conversation yeah, for the heart trophy many years to come and every year you know i think he's like he was hungry last year i think he's even more now because the disappointment oh, against yeah. vegas oh, so yeah. I, I can't wait to see what this guy does in the regular season, let alone the playoffs. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the abs, but McKinnon, you know I think is two for a long time in this league. It was, it was the hard work he had to put in at Tim Hortons doing the day shifts in the summer to help pay for <laughs> yeah. the bills. Yeah. Really, and then when he was, really taught him what hard work meant. 
And when he was doing all those episodes on Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, ever since Nathan McKinnon served 237 double-doubles in a single day, that was the moment where he went, yes, I'm going to become one of the best hockey players in the world. And then he did it. Shout out to Martins for making Nathan McKinnon who he is today. And then uh, Matt Duchesne also got traded. So that was (laughs) a big one. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's just – it's a guy I love watching, but it's an also guy that haunts my nightmares. I just, I every every time I try to go to sleep, I just picture him roaring down on Mike Smith in overtime in Game Two at the Dome and just ripping it like bar down. It's like, oh yeah, we're done. It was at that moment I knew we were fucked. Is when McKinnon did that. It's like, oh yeah, we woke up the monster. It's like he, he's he's awake because I don't think he had a point up until he scored that goal because they got shut out in game one and then game two was three, three, two. I think the score was, and I don't think he had a point up until he scored that goal. It's like, oh, okay. And then I think the next game he had four points. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> so yeah, that he's, he's incredible. You know, again, you always wish about guys you had in your team. I fucking wish the flames had Nathan McKinnon. Like what kind of difference would that make? But I don't know. It was pretty unanimous for us to have Matt. Well, I mean, for me and Thomas, we had Matt too. You had Matthews at two, but it was pretty easy decision, I think, with, with yeah. Nate Mack. He's a... They're, they're close in points. They're close in skill. Yeah. Yeah. I just think a, we've yet to see it from Matthews, at least in the playoffs, that other gear that McKinnon always seems to tap into. And when the playoffs come around, except when it's like elimination games, <laughs> when it matters the moment, most. The moment, the moment Austin Matthews goes and has to work a they shifted in and out. He really no, in, uh, in the States, it's going to be Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah. The States going to be <laughs> no, Dunkin' no, no, Donuts. No, no, no. That's past your next thing. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Any what, Whataburger, in and out Whataburger. Uh, Chipotle. <laughs> hey, but didn't you hear Nathan McKinnon goes and has in and out like, every once in a while? After yeah, games. what do you say? <laughs> he was I like, yeah, I would. Out every once in a while. I'm not a completely crazy person. And then I saw a tweet. Someone said, yeah, he goes in and just says, Water. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's Nate Mack. And he also seems like such a cool guy off the ice if you're not his teammate during the year and he's bullying you about. I think he called Zadorov a donkey, and I was was dying. I was like, that's great. I'm like, because Zadorov probably is a donkey. (laughs) Yeah, so um, at number one, this was no discussion. Unanimous. If any – if you say otherwise, you're wrong. Because there were people saying that Nathan McKinnon was number one at this time last year. And then Connor McDavid, who we have at number one, proceeded to have 105 points in 56 games. Unbelievable. Like, unheard of. Almost. I remember we talked about when the season started back in January, and McDavid had that ridiculous start to his year. And we were like, is it possible, like, can he get 100 points in 56 games? And we were all like, it'd be cool. I think mm-hmm. he'll get close. I don't think he'll actually do it. Not only he did it, he eclipsed it. And he yeah. went to 105. <laughs> like, how, like, and it's absurd. If it wasn't for all those times, he could have had 10 in a single game. And then they went, you know what, Connor? <laughs> we're up 5 nothing in the first. I think you need to take the net off. Or all those games against the Leafs when he seemingly couldn't score. Shout out Justin Hall for just was it three being was it three straight games that he didn't get a point or something? <laughs> yeah, because the Leafs just line matched him versus Hall, and then Hall just shut him down. It's like, well, where did this come from? I still remember the Flames. I think two straight games, him and Drysaddle didn't have a point. I was like, oh, look at the look at the Flames. Yeah. And, then the thir- <laughs> and then the third game, McDavid had like four points in the first period. It was like, oh, yeah, we we shouldn't. He have was talked angry. All that yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like we shouldn't have talked all that shit, but. Um, being serious with McDavid, no one skates as fast as him. No one handles the puck as good as him. Uh, no one sees the game as well as Connor McDavid. I don't even think that's up to debate. The way this guy, like, he he just finds guys. Like, I remember seeing a clip. It was when Patty Maroon was still in Edmonton that year. He ripped twenty-seven. I still remember like seeing. I, I think it was Maroon. Like, it was one of the goals. Like. Oh yeah, it was against Chicago where it was he was going down on Keith and he like turned his back to Keith. He turned and Maroon just had a stick on the ice. I don't even know if he was expecting a pass. 
and it's right on a safe open net. And Naruto's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, what? It's like, how? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's Connor. And that was in his, like, third year. Like, <laughs> and he was making, like, just straight up, like, I mean, Duncan Keith was bad in 2017-18, but, like, oh, his current teammate. Um, it was like, you just yeah. made Duncan Keith look stupid. Like, probably going to the Hall of Fame, Duncan Keith just made him look like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's next level. He makes a lot of people look like an idiot. Oh, yeah. That, remember, I still remember it was like his – what game? Oh, it was the first game of 17-18 when, you know, he roared by Furland and, and then Brody and then Brody couldn't catch him and Hamannick was like at the bench. And he went, yep, rip on Mike Smith. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's Connor for you. McDavid's the only player in the league that can um, legitimately pull off like an EA Sports. I'm sitting behind my own net. I want to go end to end and then do it. Only player. Yeah. Only one. He's to like, me. He's probably the only player in the league that says "fuck." I'm gonna go and score a goal to shift, and he'll just do it. Yep. He's yep. Unbelievable. Like, I don't get how you have two nuclear bombs on your team, and you guys still can't do shit. I mean, you know I should talk the rest about, is like you, Kyle Turris. You, you know what the Has worst thing Josh about Connor McDavid is? And what's that? When he retires, that's the worst oh thing Connor God. McDavid yeah. is going to make to the NHL because at that point in time, if he retires at 35, he's going to get like a thousand something points, like something goals. Like, is he like, it's like well, he's it's, already at 500 points, like he's going to blow by a thousand. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying like a thousand something. Oh, he might be up where upwards of like God, can know, the Oilers do something in the damn playoffs, man? Like, we want to see this guy play off playoff hockey, and unfortunately, his team is incompetent to do that. Sorry, not his team. His management staff is incompetent to do that. Yeah. Can, like, well, I said it this year. I wanted to see him play games, and he got four games. And like, you know man, what the funny like, thing is, though? Like, Russo, like you said he had – and Tom, you said this too. He has that mentality where, like, I think he's the only player in the NHL who could say, F it, I'm going to go score a goal. He does that, and they still lose. It's, it's yeah, remarkable. Literally. It's remarkable. Literally. He – he carried this team on his back since he's got here. Yeah. Since he got to Edmonton. He's like the only reason they didn't finish dead last in those years they were bad was because of him. Mm-hmm. And and to a lesser extent, dry saddle. But like in 1718, the only reason they didn't finish dead last is because he had put up 108 points. In 1819, when they were awful, the only reason they weren't in dead last was because him and dry saddle were unbelievable. In 1920, hey, they were in a playoff spot when um, the league-wide shutdown happened. The only reason they were there was because of McDavid and Drysaddle. And then what happened in the bubble, they both played out of their minds, but they still lost, which, I mean, and then this year, obviously, like, this year, it was a weird year, obviously, but when you have two guys combined for what? Let me do my math here. When you have two guys combined for 189 points <laughs> in a 56-game sample, it's – it's yeah, you should be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you should be there. And the way – yeah, figure it out, Edmonton. Figure it out. And, like, I hate saying that as a rival, but as from, like, wanting a player to succeed, yeah, I want Connor McDavid to succeed, no question. Like, what, like if this guy goes – and doesn't win a cup in his career. Oh my god! Like imagine, like he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's no question. But like, if this guy doesn't win a cup, that'd be such a tarnish on his career. I think, like bad, yeah. like a Mike Trout scenario. Like Mike yeah. Trout, like yeah, he's like he's the Mike Trout of hockey. Yeah. That's what he is. Like you know, I think of even guys that like probably won't get like I doubt Joe Thornton. Like I don't know if wants Florida wins this year. Like. Thornton's probably not going to have a cup. Marlowe didn't win. Genla didn't win. Not that level, though. Not, not that, that level. level, yeah, but, like, still, like... You're talking, like, God. Sidney Crosby never won a cup. Ovechkin oh, never won a cup. Oh, we almost... Gretzky but... Lemieux didn't win cups. Yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully either Edmonton figures it out or... Uh, he just has another start. level? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think he does. As good as he <laughs> oh, was he last year, oh, oh I does. think there's, like, another gear to this guy. And when he's and motivated, it's that's not a fun. If there isn't, of. if there isn't a another gear happening in Edmonton, uh, McDavid is on another team, and that yeah. team will win a cup. 
Yeah. So um, that does it for the list. Yep. Um, I yep. do want to ask mm-hmm. potential breakout stars for next season. Oh God. And a guy that you potentially oh could God. see being on this list next year. Are you just guys thinking? It. Cause I can just start it. I can start. Just, yeah, I we don't, don't have anybody. Just oh, say yeah. it. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Jack Hughes. I, I don't even think, I think he's going to blow some people's brains this year. I think he's going to, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. I don't think people realize how good he is. This guy dominated last year. I know the counting point totals don't really speak for it, but when he was on the ice, the Devils were creating all the chances, everything. Um, unfortunately, the puck didn't really go in for Hughes. I think he only had – I think he matched his rookie um, point totals, but he did in less games. I think he had 31 points or something in um, – or he had more points this year and he did in less games. Um I think this year, I imagine he's going to be playing a majority of the year with uh, probably Thomas Tatar, probably um, Sharon Govich. I imagine he'll get a lot of minutes with guys, I guess, for Brad on the power play. Dougie Hamilton being added on the blue line helps. Um, I think he's going to pop this year, man. to talk about Jack Hughes, so. Yeah. No, well, I think uh, – I think he's going to pop this year. And I, I really, really do believe that. I think this is a guy that could push 70, 70 points this year. I really do believe that with you. I think it, the potential's there. And if the pucks just start going in for him, I, I think the sky's the limit. I, I really, really do. And like, Hey, if he has that kind of year, the devils get to the playoffs. I think he can be on this list next year. And I, like I said, I think a lot of people are sleeping on him and I think he's going to, in a contract year, I think he's going to blow the doors off. I, I said it last year, but I didn't. I thought like maybe forty points would be good. I think this year, I think he's going to take a pretty, um, Whoa, a pretty marginal step. And he he's talking like it. I don't know if you guys have listened to any of his interviews, but he's 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 a confident kid. Sounds depressed. Very and he's, confident. And he's hyped to have Luke. On oh that team. yeah, he's There's as long as Luke's really there, he's stuff. never losing New Jersey. And that's so big for Devils fans. Like, this guy's never going to leave as long as Luke is there. And they're probably going to get Quinn there eventually. I don't know if you've heard the way they're, they're talking. It's like, yeah, we might be able to lure Quinn over. We'll see. Um, Thomas, you got a guy yet? I don't know. Like, there's so many guys out there that, like, like I, I think my Jack Hughes look is not as extended as yours. Like, I think he's definitely going to have a better season next year. There's no question about that. I just can't see him putting up 70 points. That's like very uh, – that's a stretch, I think, I believe. But that's 50, 55 points, I think, is reasonable for him to hit next year. But I, I think I think the guy, like, not next year he's going to make it, but he's going to be in the conversation for a few years. Tim Stutzla, I love this guy, man. Like, he's such a skilled Ooh. player. And with the Ottawa centers being young and hopefully, hopefully, man, taking a step next year – I know the goalies won't, but the players on forward will. Tim Stutzla, I love this guy's skill and the way he plays, and I'm just looking forward to what he can do. Obviously, you know, they're in the division, the same division of the Leafs, but, you know, anytime the Ottawa centers play the Leafs, I'm going to be keeping eyes on him. There's other guys out there as well, like, that are very young too. Like, I'd like to see Kirby Doc take a step, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I said Trevor Zegras last week. But I don't know if he's going to be playing center or wing. So, like, there's, those are three Same guys. Same with Stutzel. I think he's, he's played he yeah, a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. I don't they should try center. him at center. But they could. They could. We'll see. Tom, what do you have your eyes on? Um, Anton Lundell. Eventually will be a center, I think. I like the Carolina uh, model. Uh, Marty Nietzsche's. Yeah. I think That's a good one. I think he'll maybe, like, I'm not thinking have a breakout into the top 10 because that's kind of rare that you'll see somebody like, especially centers, just break into a top 10. Exactly. Like that. But uh, I have a feeling he'll have a good year. It could be last year. Big fan of him. Yeah. Good year last year. Monster in the playoffs. Monster in the playoffs. And this is another guy that uh, is heading into a contract year. So Mm -hmm. a little bit of extra motivation there for. 
Marty Natchez. But um, yeah, do you guys have anything really else to nope. add or? No, I think we're good. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Maybe previews for divisions, teams. Yeah, so training camps open. I know the Flames open on the 23rd. So we can start putting out, because I imagine PTOs and all that are going to be finalized. Like Who's going to be at camp and whatnot. We can start putting out final roster predictions. I know the Flames seem to be set in stone. There might be just a couple guys in and out. But considering some of the guys they signed. Can I ask um, a question? Yeah. Am I stupid for asking this? So, like... The Leafs play the Canadians on September 25th and training caps. Saturday, yeah. Have they started for the Leafs yet? Like, I haven't been. I think guys have been up and skating, but yeah, it seems. So, how are they playing close. already? <laughs> they're probably just throwing a roster together in there. So, hey, go play. Go have fun. Uh, probably a lot of rookies because of the rookie tournament. That's true. Right, too. Like, you're probably going to say Nick Robertson get like yeah. a chef. SDA, Google level will be in there. Yeah. You know what that made me really sad? sad. You, know what I, you know what I saw yesterday and just made me really sad? I saw a picture of Mark Giordano at Seattle practice. Yeah, that's a stinger, eh? And he was wearing the jersey, and I was like, fuck. And we have Eric Branson. Major upgrade, I think. And Nikita Zadorov. Upgrades, for sure. Yeah, anyway. Upgrades, people. Um, Upgrades. Um, so that's going to do it for this one. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Burning Leaf Pod. And uh, it's right around the corner, guys. Training camps are opening, and uh, we're ready. We'll see you guys next week.